Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health, broken down in a relatable way, and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and today we have Erica Damasak of P.S. I Made This joining us. Erica is the founder of the do-it-yourself DIY lifestyle brand P.S. I Made This, which launched in 2009. Her personal mission is to inspire and encourage people everywhere to embrace the concept of crafting the life they want. She has worked with multiple brands, including American Express, Levi's, and Coca-Cola, to name a few as well as appearing on the Today Show, Rachel Ray, and the Martha Stewart Show, she's written two books. P.S. I Made This and P.S. You're Invited. You're busy, girl. Welcome, Erica. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, that was a very condensed bio. Your bio was so long. I was like, okay, I can't name like every single brand. But anyway. I wear a lot of hats and sometimes I make them too. Oh, there we go. But you were just telling us about, you said no one really knows what exactly I do and where you come from. So let's dive in. Tell us the whole backstory. Um, I'm a Libra. I do oh. like a long walk on the beach. No, um, I am a Libra. Are you a Libra? I am, yeah. Okay. Send me a present because my um, um, gift, gifts are my love language. So um, October 22nd. Me too. I'm an yeah. Aquarius and Aquarians and Libras always, I'm supposed to marry a Libra. So I'm sorry you're already married, but- I mean, I'm technically, you want to know something? Not many people know this. I'm technically not married. I call Michael my husband because it's easy. But like, What? You seem like such a good Jewish girl and you're not married. Uh, uh, I don't have time for that. Do we need to call your mom? Oh, no. That's been, <laughs> that ship is sailed. That okay, ship okay. Is sailed. No, that ship is sailed. It's kind of like the, it's like the Goldie Hawn, you know. Okay, like, yes, yes. You know. By the way, those seem to last longer than people that actually get married. I mean, sure, why not? I'll be, I'll be Goldie. Okay. But yeah, no, I don't think people, I think people knew what I did back in the day, right? I came from, which I don't even know if you know this, I was in my early 20s, I was a prop stylist and a set designer. So I got to work, you know, on ad campaign campaigns. I got to work. I don't think I did know that. Yeah, I worked, um, gosh, like from Kate Spade to Seekers and Morrison, you know. To, I knew to- you had a fashion industry background, but I don't know it was prop styling. Okay. Yeah, and, and yeah, I was so, um, but I'm I'm crafty, I'm a maker, but I also understand brands. So that's how it started. PSI Made This was just my, uh, you know, that was the baby that was not planned and <laughs> kind of like my real baby. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, PSI made this was known for a destination for how to content. So that's how people, you know, really knew me for so long. And ultimately I'm a marketer and I've gotten to work with medium to large, large size brands on amazing campaigns. And it's so funny because recently People used to be like, you're probably making things all the time. I'm like, I actually don't know the last time I made something other than dinner. Only Are you because- serious? Yes. I'm so busy on the other side of our business, which not many people don't really, they don't realize. So 
PSA Made This is one part, um, it's content studio. So we create content. Yeah, sure. For PSA Made This, but also for like Lifetime TV and Amazon. Um, okay. Because I, when I was reading your bio, I saw like all the brands you've been working with. And I was like, wait, is she? This is over doing- a decade. Yeah. Like, but that's, I didn't even know that. I thought you were always doing, um, like all the stuff for yourself. I didn't know you were like working behind the scenes with so many of these big brands. Yeah. And that's, and that's been the fun part because it's funny when people are like, Oh, cute Instagram. And it's like, eh, you know, um, but the other side of the business, which I've been so focused on, and I think it's really the pandemic that's pushed me into the space even more so. And I've had to uh, focus on our almost like creative services side, which sounds like really nerdy to say creative services, but it's really an agency. Yeah. So I don't, it's not a consumer facing side of it, but at the end of the day, I'm a storyteller and I'm a marketer. So it's like, as I'm talking, I'm like, what can I say right now? But okay. you know, currently right now, I mean, just this week, we're currently working on programs with Spindrift, Amazon, the NBA, and am I leaving out anyone else who are we working with? Spindrift, Amazon, NBA, is that three? I feel like there was one other one that just popped up or that we finished. But so we work on really cool programs that aren't necessarily consumer facing for the PSI made this brand. Okay. There. So is it for uh, social? Like app or it's just advertising. A lot of, um, no, a lot of times it's social first. I mean, here, here's here's an example I'll walk you through. Uh, just because I know you're such an avid, you know, PSI made this fan and you always know what's going on. But sometimes the brands that we, we work with like peeps, right. Who everybody knows and loves. And it's super on brand for us to work with them. Yeah. And we will create content, how to content. That one was a fun project. So, cause I'm actually a massive peeps fan since I was a kid. I, yeah. I always got them for Easter. I mean, I'm born and raised in Philly and it's a, it's a, I feel like they're bigger on the East coast. I was born and raised in Baltimore. I feel like people out here are like, what? Like they don't know. I mean, it's bigger on the East coast. I mean, the company is, it's actually called just born and they're out of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, they own Mike and Ike's, they own hot tamales. Are they, do I need to buy stock in them? Are they public? I'm going to check it out. I mean, please check that out. (laughs) So yeah, we create content for them, but also, you know, they're uh, sometimes when I, I say to them, because I have no filter kind of like you and I'll say like, okay, this is great, but you know, you have been, um, you've been out of production for a year because of the pandemic. And this is an iconic brand who's never had to be at, they weren't able to produce their actual products. So I'm like, let's take this to the next level. I know you want content, but like, let's target, um, you know, these cool moms, uh, out there who are doing, they're at home with their kids for projects for Easter. Let's send these DIY kits. To, we can eat the peeps, but we can also make that. That's like, really cool. Were they so, out of business because they were in a fact, like factory working basically? Like they couldn't- Yeah, for them, right. Them. And I'm not saying anything that's not out there because- Yeah, it, yeah, it was, yeah, no, no, no. So anyway, the point is, is that, um, you know, making these recommendations to brands because I just know what'll work. And, you know, social media has become such a huge- so, uh, it, it's so huge for these brands because this is how they connect. Mm-hmm. This is how they, you know, they sure use the word influencer. I mean, influence is real, right? Yeah. So they want people talking about the brand and it's a, it's a visual story. So anyway, we, um, we put together kits, these DIY kits and we ship them out. You know, we did, That's we awesome. just did another huge program for Califia farms, which they have oat milk. And we just did like earth day on how to make, but it was an internal event. So for like a hundred employees, we host uh, workshops for their employees and how to make self-watering gardens. So these are the type of things that 
people don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I know you're a sports fan. So like to, for you oh, to be yeah. like, so I'm working with the NBA right now, which is like really cool. That's pretty um, cool. I'd be fun. more impressed if you're working with the NFL, but I'll take it. I'll take the NBA. Listen, Michael worked for the NFL for eight years. I can get and I can get anyone on the phone for you. I didn't know you were a big NFL person. Really. Well, because I, that's why I always love your, um, the, like all the little footballs you make on, um, oh. Your your like spread for the Super Bowl is so impressive. Super Bowl, yeah. Well, also like I said, he Super Bowl is kind of like a national holiday around yeah. this household because you know it's a it's a thing. But I didn't know you were such a football fan. I I I enjoy watching. I don't watch a lot of basketball. I really watch football. Right, but it's because you're a Ravens fan. Yeah, right? and because also like you're literally putting your um, life and mental health on the line. Like all, you know, every time you step out on the field with football, I mean, it's so insane what those. I'll Players connect you with my friend Taylor Bashotti. Okay. You know no. All right. She's like an on-air correspondent for the NFL Network, but she's a massive Ravens fan. Okay. I like I it. Connect people. That's like what I do. That's like what well, that's my. Yeah, thing. but I but that I always am impressed with that spread. So you so you're working then not only on your own brand, I guess, which is such a like, I mean, like you said, it's become so big. Like you started this in 2009. The PSA made this, and this was before Instagram. I don't even know what year Instagram started, but I know it was before Instagram. Before Instagram, before Pinterest, there was Tumblr and Twitter, you know? I know that you you know this, obviously, and I probably many people do, but when you work with your hands, it helps alleviate anxiety. So anything physical with your hands, whether it's knitting, gardening, um, arts and crafts, it gets you out of your head. Have you found this to be true? 1,000 million bajillion percent. Listen, there are some days where, uh, gosh, I mean, that's why I think cooking for me is always just because that's every day. Like you're, you need to eat every day. So I think cooking for me is just like that daily kind of using my hands. I might not be like painting every day, but, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're in the shower, I'll use this example. When you're in the shower, do you have some of your best ideas? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's a known thing. People just like, that's where you think. The reason why is because you're washing your hair. You are in a place where no one is bothering you. You know the routine. You know how to wash your hair. You know how to do soap. Your brain actually is moving at a rate that is so relaxed. You can have all these thoughts come to you and you're calm enough. And that's, I mean, for me, I get so many. I literally write- For me, the bathtub. The bathtub, because I take baths. So yeah, it's, okay, it's like fine. the same thing. Everyone, I know what you mean. Clean your parts any way you'd like, but the whole <laughs> idea is when your hands are busy, is my point is, it's the same thing with art. When your hands are busy doing something, I don't want to say mindless, but it's, it is so relaxing and um, it is so therapeutic. It is so therapeutic. I mean, art therapy is real. Right. Art therapy is so real to it. And it's not about sometimes the final product, but just even sometimes um, just enjoying it's called process art too, you know, using process art to work through things. Um, you know, occupational therapists do it with kids. It's right. art is healing hundred percent. That's why I started what I did not because I said, I'm the most talented. Let me show you how, but I believe this and until the day I die, I will say when you use your hands to create something, it doesn't have to be like a Picasso or Michelangelo, yeah. like, and you put it, intention into something and you focus on it it could be for yourself or a gift for someone else 
the empowerment that comes with that and that whole, um, that excitement that you completed something, it just feels so good. And I think that you don't have to be an artist, but that's why I do what I do. Cause I know people will feel good, you know, putting that personal stamp on something. So from a gift or, you know, for just something for yourself, it's, it's one of the greatest things you can do. No, that's maybe that's why I like cooking, like not, not cooking for 15 people, but just like you're saying, like, it's kind of autopilot, you're cooking dinner for you or for some friends, a few friends, it's not, and it's an everyday activity, but it relaxes you. It relaxes you. And you know what the truth is? It might not relax other people and that's okay. But for the most part, I mean, cooking to me is so therapeutic. And for someone like me who uh, I have incredible anxiety and over my entire years, bouts of depression and, you know, like that start for you. Can you tell us a little like history of it or what you Sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think mental health is something that I've always been open to talk about. Uh, It's one of those things that you know, we're around the same age. And it's funny because the conversation is so normalized now. I know. But when we were younger, listen, my parents got divorced. I was, I always forget, like seven-ish maybe, you know, I'm acting out and this and this. I mean, really through my teens and, you know, there was, I went through the eating disorder phase and going to a hospital through my uh, throughout college, it's called the Renfrew Center, which is an amazing resource, by the way. Should anybody what ever- What is that? I don't- The Renfrew Center is a world-renowned place with locations all around the country that works with individuals of all ages um, on eating disorder recovery. So- Oh, wow. People can live at some of their facilities. There can be outpatient programs. So, you know, there are therapists on site. There's I, you know, I've, I've done it all. I've done it all. I've been in the rooms for having, I've done like meetings. I've done, you name it. Like I've done it. Right. And so, I mean, I'm in couples therapy. I'm in, so no one's perfect. Life is hard. And I think that the whole thing about mental health is realizing like, it's okay to not be okay. Even though it's become normalized going to therapy, talking about therapy or especially in LA, it's almost, you know, trendy to like have a therapist, have a shrink, be in rehab, even though that's been normalized to a degree, I still think you have to pretend it's okay. You know, especially with social media or like, we're starting to see little cracks in it, but it's still this sort of like, no one takes photos on their worst day. No one is like, here I am having food poisoning with like my head in the toilet. It's kind of this, um, facade that I think people think everyone wants to see. And I, and especially for eating disorders, I can't even imagine going on. I mean, luckily that was triggering. That wasn't when you were going. Luckily that was way, but I was so young then that, you know, I think about all the time growing up now with social media and what that would trigger, but I'll tell you something. I'll tell you a story that I did go through. So for me with social media, um, which was so crazy, I'll tell you, people really don't talk about postpartum depression and anxiety. Mm. That's something that I've heard, I heard the term before, you know? Right. And, but I remember I had just had a child and it was right around the holidays and I'm in my hospital bed and I'm on social media and someone I know, and she's a friend of ours. um, She posted that her son was like happy holidays, 
my son is my reason for like living and this and that. And, and she's amazing. And yeah. this isn't a knock on her, but I saw that and I looked over and I said to Michael, Hey, just to be clear, like, I don't feel this way. And like, <laughs> I don't know that I ever will feel this way. And I remember, I just remember it so clearly. It was the first time that, cause I wasn't a parent before cut to, it was months and months of not knowing I was suffering from postpartum depression and anxiety. Um, and how dark it was and how dreadful it was and how no one just asked me, are you okay? And this is going to be the hardest thing you ever do. And, and I think that was really tough because to your point about social media, um, you see, even if you don't have kids, you see everybody posting pictures of their kids and like, my kid, this is like the darkest time. It was the, it was the worst. That's, it was, how and did I, you get out of it? Did you end up going to therapy? Or talking to your therapist about it. Were you in therapy at the time? Or- I was not in therapy at the time. Um, I was not in therapy at the time. But what I did do was for me, and this is one of the things that um, I'm a I'm a total like no judgment person. Like you yeah. got to do this is what works for you. So I mean, really, to be honest with you, I stopped breastfeeding after three months. I got on some medication because you know, it wasn't um, advised to be on something when I was breastfeeding. And then I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it wasn't until that I went to this dinner. I remember so clearly. And I reconnected with somebody who I adore, who uh, who, like we had exchanged emails for work, but we didn't really, really know each other. And she just opened up, told me her whole story about her postpartum depression. And that's when I realized like, oh, wow, what? Wait, oh gosh, this was really bad. Wait, maybe I should talk to this doctor. Turns out this doctor is amazing. I went to go see him. He's a psychiatrist that actually focused on postpartum depression. And he gave me permission to mourn the life that I lost. Wow. And that's something that people don't talk about. I don't think people even know that those doctors exist. Because I remember I was once referred to a psychiatrist by my gynecologist I called and he was like, I only do postpartum. And I was like, well, I don't have a baby. Sorry. Like, you know, but like, you don't know that there's people that specialize in that, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, oh, I wonder if, yeah. Like, so oh, you yeah. went to that and, and that really helped you and changed. And that started my healing. And I also yeah. think at the time, um, I was a friend of mine asked me to write what I write an article for refinery 29 at the time uh-huh. about my experience. And it's funny because, and in the editing process, she's like, well, maybe talk about this and this and that. Like, and I realized I wasn't through it yet. So I couldn't, and I, and I have, it's funny because I haven't read this document in such a long time. It'd be, it'd be interesting to bring up and read again. Right. Because I wasn't through it. And, um, you know, it's cheesy. You go through things or you grow through things. And I grew through it. Definitely. I grew through it. And, um, somebody said to me, oh, when you have kids, it'll change your, they'll change your like professional life. I'm like, no, well, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still going to be me. And, and I realized now, like in all the ways that I have grown and I did have to, you know, I had to mourn the life that I lost and that's okay. Like we live busy, awesome lives. And I don't mean that in like a showy way, but I had to say goodbye to who that was. And I've never isn't- even heard that. And, and you know, I've obviously, I, I've never had, I haven't had a kid yet, but I've never even heard a friend of mine have a doctor that said that to them, you know? Yeah, because you know why? People act like, oh, you just have a kid. Okay, you do this or you, like, like, just stop. Like, hey, this is really hard. 
And in order for me to be really good at like my job and to be present as like a mom or in a relationship, mm-hmm. like I miss my, for me, I thrive with independence. Like that's, yeah. that is me. That is like, I'm an independent person. So um, wait, who sang that? In, who sang, um, is that a, is that a Destiny's Child song? What? I was saying I'm an independent person. Oh, the song, like, oh my God. I thought you were like, did someone sign in? I was like, Beyonce, are you here? Oh, no. I'm like, Beyonce, ladies. Hold on, I've got Beyonce. She's like, let me tell you, girl. Um, <laughs> no, that's also, there's a lot of um, breastfeeding shame too. I've heard that. Like, I hear that all the time from my friends, you know? Yeah, you listen, you just do whatever works for you. And that's the part about it. It's, but I'll, I remember before I had a kid and I would be, get like pissed at my friends like I flew across the country to hang out with you and you're too busy like um I think that's what's changed I I feel like I have I don't know that I had the level of empathy that I do now I would say that is definitely that is something that's new for me gratitude and empathy um because I'm a really selfish person <laughs> I I am I I can say that I am I'm so selfish um, listen, the brand's called P.S. I made this, not P.S. You made this. Yeah, yeah. You're like, P.S. No one made this, but me, but that's cool that you were able to recognize that. And it's true. I obviously, I can't speak on postpartum depression because I haven't had a, a kid, but I, I know that it isn't talked about enough from what people that have gone through it. In fact, I think there was a whole missed opportunity. Now this is like turning to a different direction. Like, I don't know if you watched the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry, um, I, and let me go on record for, uh, uh, I did not. <gasps> You're like the only person. I've never been interested in the, the, in, I'm just not interested in the English family. And I, 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 cause I kind of knew what it was about. And I was like, Oh, really? I just, okay. Well, but, well, but you're go on, but tell, but so many people have, and I want, we want to hear what you know what the story is and you know, kind of right. what happened, but for, I was surprised that Oprah never mentioned postpartum depression with Megan only because she was talking about her struggle, her struggle and with, you know, the Royal family and just all the things. So I was just surprised that that didn't come up. I thought it was a missed opportunity and I thought it would have been an amazing opportunity to really open up that conversation. Did she, so did she talk, had she gone through it? They talked about depression, but like she had just had a baby. Okay. And they talked about depression, but why didn't Oprah and maybe it's because that i mean she obviously had notes and had been prepping for this oprah didn't did she's never given birth that we know did she know? <laughs> right my point is is that I'm like, like did she know what to say on it yeah well just, yeah. honestly that you know what you make a good point because maybe i feel like i i can only get so into it like not 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 I, it's not that i'm not interested in it i can only say so much yeah, I feel like you can't almost speak about it if you haven't had a kid. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, I'll like, say it's. The, I I totally agree with you, and I think it's the first time in my life that I've been able to connect with a stranger so fast in my life. It could be man, woman. I don't care what race you are, what color you are, how old you are, gay, lesbian, whatever it is. But like being a parent's hard, and um, I think that one of the things of. Um, even the pandemic, I'm so grateful to like my pod and want to talk about mental health. I mean, I guess we have to, this is the podcast. <laughs> to talk about. I don't have a choice. Um, you know, having friends to just be so real with mm-hmm. as cliche as it is, like I would have been, it was the worst year ever. And to have a toddler, I'm so grateful. That's, that's rough. 
having a kid that little, I can only imagine. I feel like people that didn't have kids were like, woohoo, you know, like during the pandemic. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is fun. I'm doing this. I'm just like, F- well, I felt like everyone had finally caught up with me because I, I had people calling me like, I'm depressed. I've never been depressed in my life. I was like, honey, this is this is my everyday. You know, like like people were just feeling so in dire straits that had never felt that. You know, I, totally. I think for me, I definitely had uh, during that time. I it was like peaks and valleys for me. I had different things going on. It was really dark for me in the uh like fourth quarter <laughs> the end of the year was hard for me so okay. my mom my mom got covid and i'm oh, from yeah. philly she's on the east coast luckily she's she's okay but it was really scary for a long time i mean we're well, this was at the end of 2020 she got it she actually got it early she got it early oh. and um but she was getting progressively worse and meanwhile, I'm all like, you know, being a, con- uh, 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 what's the word? I'm a commuter, um, contributor to the Today Show being like, hey guys, for your kids, let's make tie-dye flower headbands. Meanwhile, I'm like crying in the corner, right? And- and I'm like in the ICU and you're like, here we go, watercolor head, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I don't talk about my personal life on social media because it's not that I'm not real because I'm, you're hearing me. I'm yeah. as real as real can be, but it's also like not the P it's not what PSI made this was about. It wasn't about like the Erica show, you know? Right. 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 Um, which that's why I just think that, I mean, I have a private Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, I just, it's like dumb stuff of like, you know, my kid's so cute. But anyway, it was dark. Um, in my relationship, it was dark. So it what, was- how hard was that to get on? to get on something like the Today Show and put the face on of, you know, P.S. I made this while your mom is having COVID. That must have been, how do you put, how do you put on that face just for those, what is it, like a few minutes or whatever, you know, those quick segments? I mean, for me, uh, it's so funny because it's like, gosh, what, how, because I like blacked it out how dark it was, but it was, it was bad. Like the holidays, oh, Christmas, it was horrible. I'm literally trying, I'm just, I was just like, I don't care. That's really what I was just like, I don't care. Let me just do this. Or why am I doing this? And, and I realized, you know, there are certain friends you check into and, and I was like, Oh, I haven't posted anything on social media. Like who cares? No one cares. Like, and I think that like, sometimes we think that people care so much yeah. when, you know, there's more important things going on, like our lives, our health. Right. And, and like then social media, you're saying. Yeah, you think that you have to, I'm using social, but, or whatever, on camera, social media, whatever narrative it is. Yeah, but it's also like, okay, just repurpose some old stuff. You know, it was dark. My relationship, we were fighting so much. I was crying. I was literally like, this is just, this is the worst. My son, the night before he turned two, we were in the uh, emergency room with him in the ICU. I'm holding my son down with a plastic surgeon to get stitched up. I'm covered in blood. I didn't talk about it on social media. Right. You know, yeah. just because. What happened? Just, Did he just fall or? He he is a lovable bam bam and he went into furniture and his whole head cracked open. <gasps> yeah. But, but I think it's, I guess the whole thing I'm getting here is like, what do you share? What do you want to share? Right. What's going to make you feel good. I don't keep things bottled up and I talk to my friends and everyone about it, but I just think that it is hard to, what I realized for so many years, it's hard to fake it. So if I feel like I need to fake it, I would rather just like not do it. 
and take the beat and being like, it was a full month that I didn't have childcare. Right. And you know what? I realized, oh, I'm so stressed. This and this from Jan that month of January. I'm like, you know what? See ya. I yeah. just like, I had to, I took a break right. and it was so healthy for here and here just to like walk away from it. Cause I think that's something that I'm sure you watched, you know, what was the documentary and social media. And yeah. It's just, it's bananas. I know we're talking a lot about like, I'm and I'm all over the place, but no, no, no. It's making sense. It's, yeah, I think it's hard. It's, it's that you, I, I think that's why like, I've been lucky enough to just, tr I was traveling a lot, whether it was a road trip or within, you know, the United States during COVID. And I, it really was helpful to get out of LA and realize there's things bigger than this. There's things bigger than similar to what you're saying, like posting this, making sure this is happening, doing this for this client. Yeah. Let me edit this. I have to get this done where, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was a, in a way, a harsh reality to a lot of artists where it really doesn't matter. Like, unless you're a doctor or a nurse and saving lives, like no one really gives a shit. I used to say that all the time. Like, we're not doing brain surgery here. It's some like glue and fabric, guys, <laughs> you know? But not to belittle that. At, at the same time, you don't no. want to belittle that because people need escapism. They, they need to be inspired. Absolutely. And that's something that I, I, I don't take lightly. I mean, I love, I love mentoring younger people. Um, I, and you created a lot of things for, for parents, for at home stuff, right. For their kids when they were stuck at home with them 24 seven. I mean, I'm literally working on a kid's book now. I'm working on my third book, which I'm like, what, I can't believe I'm doing this in the middle of all oh, this. Okay. So is yeah. it like a kid's sort of like DIY type book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to say, okay. I mean, it is, but well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I yeah. yeah, it's uh, it'll, yes, it is. It's for kids, but if there's more than that, I mean, um, I mean, it's not like a huge secret. I haven't, you know, shared about it, but it's, um, PS, we made this and it's really, um, it's for, it's That's for kids to do with whether it's their parents, caretakers, older siblings. And, um, the whole idea is what I realized as a parent and as what professionally, why, why am I teaching you how to do this? Why? And I, and that was, I never was just like, I was just like, okay, we're going to like do like this Oscar de la Renta puff sleep, but like. Why? And now I say why, because why are you going to spend your time and energy to do something? Why do I want someone to do this? Yeah, it'll make them feel good. But for kids, what I realized as a parent, it's important to teach them things. So this book's going to have developmental takeaways. Everything, this book is the why. Sure, there are all these cool projects and recipes, but it's why. So what is this going to teach them? What are they going to learn from this? Um, so this one, so I've got uh, a PhD, Dr. Laurel Felt, which by I the way, her you're going to tell me you had a PhD. No, but that would be amazing. Okay. She, I don't know why I'm leaning into the microphone. <laughs> I know. And my like shirt's low. Um, we need, we need it. But yeah, so it'll, it'll be fun. So that's, it's, I think the whole thing is like, why? The, so the is it kids. certain projects that help kids develop certain skills? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It's like this is a cool project. You're like, but also this teaches them like like XYZ. Right. So you feel like this chapter in your life, you wanna you wanna know the answer of why you're doing this. And I, by the way, I don't want to get emotional, but I cannot like underline what you're saying enough because when I had this idea for this podcast about mental health, I had gone, Allie and I had lunch. February, like right before COVID. And I just said, you know, I want to share this part of myself. And I was just not feeling fulfilled 
going on these auditions, going on this, running all over town, doing this. Oh no, you didn't get this part because of that. And I'm like, why am I even doing this? You know, why am I writing something that then all these people are rewriting? It doesn't make any sense. Everyone in the industry is, is so self, you know, focused and about that. Like, it's not like, why, like what you're saying, like, why, like, what is the point? And it took the pandemic to sort of make me realize like, wow, mental health is real. Like, this is something that I have so much experience with and can help people, you know, and learn, like you're saying, to take something away. And I love that. That makes me so happy. And this is why I'm like, so happy, like we reconnected on all this because it's what I see for, you know, my next chapter is I think before I like focused on the cool girl, right. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been, I mean, you knew, you've known PSA made this forever, right. It was like, you know, coming from a lot of fashion looks and stuff. We're like fashion and we're like how to make this and this and this and like, and I think, you know, I've talked a lot about parenting because, and the reason why I used to be like, oh, I don't care about all this parenting and mom stuff. Yeah, I get it. It can be overkill. But for what I guess I just realized is what my, you know, how I made a joke about my purpose is to be a mom. Like, no, but my purpose is to allow people to tap into their potential. And, and as a kid, I was a different sort of kid. I was kooky and weird. I got horrible grades. Why did I get horrible grades? Well, nobody knew I had ADD back then, right? right. But because, nobody knew that. But it's just like, I didn't know that because I was the girl who really could only learn visually. Me too. And I, right? But My mom but, realized that when I was, I was really good at gymnastics. So if the person said something, I was like, but then if they did it, I could get it right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like. You see yeah. them do the somersault or the. Yeah. Oh, somersault. I thought you were going to be like triple back lip swing. I didn't well, know how I didn't want to brag, but also the handspring round off double back flip. Landed it. <laughs> nailed it. But I interrupted you. Go on. So you were saying that no, usually that's no. how you, and it is frustrating when you're, for anyone listening actually that is going through school, it is very frustrating if you're out of school or have a teacher that doesn't understand you or how you learn. And then you can actually internalize that and feel like you're always failing at stuff, which I did and have for a lot, to me a long time to really talk about that. You know, I give this example a lot. You know, I say, I've I've said this for years and years. Remember when we were kids and we would come home to our parents or whoever, um, and we'd give them from art class like that, that ashtray, we made them out of clay, which by the way, why were people having us make ashtrays? Like, why? Why? But anyway, we were just so excited, right? And it was kind of like we had to do as art class. But then beyond that, right, there were still kids who just went for me. I was making sewing my own dolls, stained glass windows. Like, I just, that's, that was my happy place. Like, that's, that for me, that's, that was how I expressed who I was. And that was my interest. And if you would have told me like, hey, I remember my AOL password was like art like one, two, Art three. for life. <laughs> yeah. Like something like that. And, and it's not that I'm, like I said, the most talented or whatever, or smartest person, but like, that is how I felt my best. And it's kids. And I've, and I've been, I've been meeting so many kids who, and, and parents talking to who, uh, speaking to parents whose kids are so talented. And my next chapter, like, those are the kids 
that I want to meet and talk to and help them inspire the next generation and show people how empowering art can be and using your hands and making things. So, you know, I don't know what it looks like, but I, I do think my next chapter definitely is in the space of, uh, dare I say, like family, friendly, feel good. I don't know. Uh, we'll Projects. see. Yeah, it's not even projects. It's about like the big things I work on, you know, getting back into television and working on a kid show. Um, that would be that, really that cool. Art. Uh, I may or may not already be working on one now. Okay. But no, but I think that's, um, I don't, I feel like that something like that, but again, because I don't have kids, I can't say, doesn't exist. Or if it does, it's not probably that relatable. Because I think that's exactly needed. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is the big thing. We go through who we are today was not who we were five years ago or even two years ago. No. Um, I mean, we hope not. I hope not. If you're growing. If you're growing. Yeah. I hope not for us. Um, And we all have a journey and we all have a story and no one's perfect. I've, my anxiety is, I had crazy anxiety today. You want to know the truth? I had insane anxiety because of work today. Oh, today. Yes. Today, just even today, and I'm feeling so good talking about you and connecting with you because I think, you know, this is a part of it that talking through it all every day is different. Uh, every day is different when you're running your own company. I don't care if if you're in a relationship, you're single. Like, I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, don't be. It's okay to be vulnerable and tell people when you're having a hard time or what's difficult for you. And that's something I learned later in life. Asking for help is the best thing you can do. Yeah, no, it's true. And also, I think also that people, when you do ask for help, I think a lot of people like to give advice. Yes. Help, you know, and especially in LA, because everyone's so self-centered and thinks they're an expert in everything. So I think, I mean, I'm just saying, I think people get nervous to ask people for help or what they think, but I think a lot of people actually really welcome that. I hope so. Yeah. It's something, again, it's hard. I even caveat something like, oh, I hate asking for help. Or do you mind doing this? Like, I'm, I'm really bad at doing it. I love to help people, but I'm not bad at asking for it. And I think it's, those are one of the things that I'm, you know, learning and working on. I actually wrote, I think I mentioned this to you at the end of last year, I wrote my intentions for this year, which sounds cheesy, but I've never really done it before. You had never and done that. Like what, what you wanted and yeah, I never actually learned gratitude. I learned gratitude, but I wrote down my intentions of like what I wanted for this year, like action, actual, like that's things. great. Yeah. And every month I've kind of like checked back and I'm like, Oh wait, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing so. But I had to ask for, one of the things was asking for help, actually. That's why, that's why I brought it up. Okay. It was about a project and saying, ask someone for help on this. So it was hard for me. Do you do also like, um, I was talking to, uh, uh, I interviewed Poppy Jamie last week. And we we're talking about like vision boards. Cause I feel like that's so you. Gosh, that's, I, I used to have them. I used or to Or like have Pinterest. Them. I mean, you must pin a lot of stuff. I do. I feel like right now it's like I go in ebbs and flow of like what I'm right. I wish because we're on my computer right now. If you could see, I'm gonna like text you what is on like my screenshot or what? No, what my desk looks like. I have crazy. Yeah, I feel like you would have be very organized. Like here, I'm just gonna take the picture of. um, Well, there's certain things that are organized, and there's certain this this one desk here. I'm gonna hold it up to show you, like literally. Yeah, show us. I put paper on my desk so I can write on it because I have crazy thoughts. I can't see it. 
Oh my gosh, that's like, really funny. No, I uh, no, but like this is my weird like this is. Do you see my desk? There's papers and writing all on the desk. So um, talk about vision boards. I have just drawings and I write on tables. I have paper. I'm like I have the same thing. I'm I'm figuring out. We're making a water bottle, you know, with that like analogy company. And how, you know, the, for me, it's like there's too many options. So I have to like print out all the colors, print out all the, you have to, when you're visual, you have to see it. You have to. That's why I literally it. have paper down. I have at all times three notebooks down. So I'm like, when I have an idea, I Maybe literally you should do paper like at a, you know, at like a restaurant, like a pache where they just put it on the table and then you take it off. Well, that's what I have here, yeah, but rolling paper. Every, it's a big white one. Yeah. It's, and then I take new one every couple of weeks and I That's do new actually, one. Maybe I need to get that. And then I have a massive whiteboard over there. We can't see the rest. I mean, people, yeah, me too. Matt whiteboard. No, I love, I love all. Yeah. You have, well, you're in your, what is this? Is this a garage that is your office or is this an actual office in the house? Cause it looks so big. This is not my house. It's not, there's what you can't your office. Yeah. What a lot of things you can't see. Yeah. It's like, I, there's so much stuff in here right now. Oh, it's a mess, but um, yeah, this is my office and uh, no. So what have you found? So the, what basically you found the most helpful, helpful to alleviate your anxiety is working with your hands, whether it's crafting, painting, cooking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And still in, are you, you still go to therapy? You were saying that yes. it's um, very taboo. I um, I'm in couples therapy right now. And I've been like asked to see someone by myself. Couples therapy, by the way, I think People it's are talking a-, a little more about it, don't you think? I don't think, well, no. I think like within friends groups, I feel like your friends, you talk about like, but I don't think it's a, I think people are talking about individual therapy. I think couples therapy is still taboo. And I think that it is one of those things, like for instance, if you're a Jew, before you get married, it's like, we're sitting down with our rabbi. I think there should be- like I'm imagining Charlotte, sex in the city. Exactly, no, I exactly. But I think that if you're in a long-term relationship, like couples therapy should be mandatory. I agree. It's not, and like, yes, people think when things go bad, they have to go there, but also when things are good, yeah, like it's really helpful. No, just make it a, like part of your routine. Yeah. So couples therapy is great um, if you find the right one. Um, and that's actually something, talk about therapy. What I had a friend going through some stuff and it's, um, I said to her, what if you change your therapist? She's like, what do you mean? Why she didn't even think of that? I'm like, I'm telling you, sometimes just changing your therapist, if it's not working, can like do wonders. Honestly, there's a lot of bad therapists out there, especially in LA, I feel like versus the East Coast. I would talk to my therapist in New York forever on the phone. And then I realized, you know, I didn't do therapy for maybe a year or two. And then when I wanted to go get back in, I was like, I should go to someone in person. Cause in-person therapy is so different than yeah. virtual or on the phone or, and so I found it hard. It took a while to find the right therapist. You know, it's like finding the, a boyfriend or a husband. Like you're not oh, going to hit it out of the park the first time. And I tell my friends recently that, so we started seeing this new therapist mm-hmm. and um, I, and I just said, go find someone. You can figure it out. Go find someone. You and your husband. In yeah. My, yeah. So Michael and I, and it's so funny because I, if you would have done a lineup, right. And being like, okay, here are like 20 therapists, even 10. Right. Okay. Being like, which one do you think is going to be yours? Like there was never just by like looking at someone and judging someone, 
Um, and I, I don't know that she's going to hear or see this. And I adore you, Jamie, if this gets around to you, but, um, and if you're listening to it, we're so happy, but no, I would have never picked her out. Cause I would have been like, Oh, that person's not for me. And let me tell you, right. She, like I, I saw her, I'm like, she looks like she's off the set of Portlandia. And I'm like, Oh, this isn't me. I need the like set a set of what? Portlandia. You know, like with all due respect, she could be like a character on Daria with like big glasses and headphones on like Eagle in Eagle Rock somewhere. I love it. But meanwhile, I'm like, oh, wait, like it's so fascinating to hear how she works with us and how we have conversation and because it really works. That's great. Yeah. So there's that. But you know what? But no, but that's that's a good point because like don't judge a book by its cover. I mean, yeah. Totally. You never know what's going to work for you guys. You never know. And yeah, as far as the personal therapy, I, again, I think it's great for everyone. Mm-hmm. For me right now, what I'm learning about is bandwidth, right? How much I can take on. I, okay. think, this is how, I think it's how our conversation started, right? What do we have the time for? Yeah. And I think that's just something where I've really sucked at time management. I That's funny. Maybe Libra and Aquarians, I'm very bad. It took me a while. I'm much better now, but I used to be like awful, like horrible. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not great. I'm not great. But I think that's where I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do this? And where am I going to find time for this? And this and that. So I don't know. Listen, I'm a work in progress. Um, well, that's and- okay. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, it's, that's good. So I know you come from quite a creative family, right? Like your mom cooks, mm-hmm. your aunt is a quilter, your other aunt is graphics. Is that correct? Yes. Like, oh, excuse oh, me. Yeah, I did a little research. So I wanted to ask you, do you remember the first time you made something as a child? Like, do you remember your first DIY? So the first time that I remember something, I mean, I have a lot of memories, but I remember this clearly uh, I would go for weekends and stay at my aunt's house and she's the one who does quilts and she's amazing seamstress. And I remember we bought these big Hanes t-shirts and we went to the fabric store and she's like, pick out any fabric you want. So we picked out really colorful fabric oh, fun. and we made, which I would have 1000% wear today, these t-shirt dresses with like a drop waist and we made oh, cool. skirts on the bottom of it and we added to Hanes t-shirts. That is like the coolest aunt ever. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember How that. Then? How old were you then? Oh gosh, I was young. I mean, she did it on her sewing machine because right. it was like your idea and your thing. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, my earliest memory, my mom talks about when I was a kid and we got a new house and I took Sharpie markers and wrote all over the walls because I thought they were like canvases. So that's crazy. Yeah. But it's, I was the She described you not inside the box or and not outside you had your own box yeah you described yourself I don't know in some video I watched oh that's funny yeah no I do say that exactly I I, I've explained that before you know some people or some people color inside the lines sometimes people color outside the lines there are people like me like we don't see lines but I think that's a good quote even for mental health like you like one size doesn't fit all yeah some people aren't seeing that parameter whether in or out and I think that's that and that's a good way to think it is I think well I think it's being okay with that you know right I, I agree and and accepting like it's okay it's great to own who you are and um all of our cracks and colors that's what makes us us what is the best thing you ever made 
So that's kind of like, it's similar maybe to the question, but it has to be besides your child. Or you could say your child, but that's like, you know, come on. Is there something you made where you were like, this is like the coolest thing ever? Um, I have a or maybe something you made that you were like, that everyone loved, that you thought was like, not great. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to say it now? Yeah, tell me. Okay. I don't know why this <laughs> popped up in my head, but years ago when I lived in New York, uh, one of my dear friends who actually lives two blocks away from me now, he had a red Jeep and I made him for his birthday a red Jeep cake. I don't know why that popped into my head. Wait, so you actually I, baked it? I carved it out of Rice Krispie Treats. That's, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know why that popped in my head, but no, I think here, I'll, I'll put it this way. One of the fa my favorite projects I've ever worked on was I got to work with Indigo Africa on oh. creating, um, I designed patches that the women in Rwanda stitched. That's and cool. we got to go to Rwanda to visit them and to see all of, so to see my drawings that were then turned into patches that they hand stitched and to meet these artisans, like that was just such a cool moment for me. That was seven years ago. That's awesome. Um, that was one of the coolest projects I've worked on for sure. I think people ask, what's the best thing you ever made? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not necessarily attached to all these things, but I would say that meant the most just to see these women makers in Rwanda, um, who they're the ones who actually uh, work, that the husbands don't work, the women work there. And they're the ones who support their family. So meeting those talented artisans um, and doing a, a cool project with them was amazing. What did they do with the patches? We ended up selling them. I feel like what we, well, we, I forget if we sold them, through J. Crew. Oh, okay. Like you could buy them and then put on. Yes, I just don't remember okay. where we sold them. I'm like, was it J. Crew? Was it? I can't, I forget where we sold them. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So we always end each interview with five questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. These five questions, I should say. Um, what do you do for a mental break? I would say I cook or I walk and get a nice coffee. Um, number two, when is the last time you cried? I was just thinking, did I cry today? Um, That's how I, I am. Some people are like, oh, it was a month ago. And I'm like, mine's I, like 20 minutes I'm, ago. It, it might've been this morning. Might've been, might've been. I'm trying to remember, like, was I on the brink of crying or did I cry? Yeah. Um, what are you currently reading? Or listening to if you're not a big reader? Like music? Isn't it horrible to say, I can't think of anything? This is how- No, it's not. You know, um, what am I currently reading? Um, the truth is- this is a reminder that I need to spend some time like reading and I don't get no time to myself. I literally get no time to myself. <laughs> this is a horrible reminder. Of, That's okay. That's all right. Uh, literally nothing. I'm working. You're like, I'm reading my emails. <laughs> no, can I tell you something? I'm reading emails. And then when I go to bed, um, if I don't have to work at night, I'm really lucky. And I will put on a TV show to make me kind of let me unwind. Like that to me. Yeah. Like some like kind of mindless thing. Hacks. I'm loving hacks. Wait, which one is that? Um, with Gene Smart. Oh, I haven't watched it yet on HBO Max. Okay. My other friends said it's amazing. Okay. It's great. Anyway, that's how, for me, I would say that is just how I unwind. That, that's my thing. Maybe add that to your question. What are you watching, listening to, or reading? I will. I mean, most people have mentioned like three great novels they're reading, but. Oh, oh, please. I'm like, you're like, what are you reading? I'm like, text messages. You're like us weekly. 
Um, everyone's different. It could be, it, it can be, you know, whatever you want it to be like, oh, I read the cut or, you know what I mean? Oh, well, okay, fine. Here, I'll tell you this. Every, I think always every, think books and it could be. Oh, I was thinking books. I mean, it sounds silly, but like, I, I feel like I, I keep being beating the dead horse. Like I don't have time for anything, but in the morning, I always start my morning and I read a newsletter that I love. Oh, which what, is, what is it? I've always, since day one, I've been supporting need to know. Oh, okay. I've never. Why I love it is because it's just like the beats of like government, like what's happening, like need. So anyway, and it's sports, it's culture. Anyway, need to know, check it out. Okay. What is the best and worst advice you've been given? Oh gosh. These are really hard questions. (laughs) I don't know why this said to me, I mean, I don't know know if it's about advice, but you know, my mom said to me, just going to let you know, this is going to be the hardest and best thing you ever do about having a kid. And it was before it happened. And I was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, I get it now. So I think it's just interesting and very poignant. Um, advice, you know, I would say a lot of times someone told me years ago, talk once, listen twice. Um, meaning like you might have a lot to say, but like sit back and listen to others. That's people. good advice. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, what Instagram account do you find uplifting? Ooh. Because so much on Instagram, you look at, you're like, oh. You know. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I actually yesterday discovered a new one called like, uh, like old Jewish man or something like that. Have you heard of it? It was no. so funny. I have to send it to you something that I, I might be getting it wrong. It was funny. Um, that made me laugh. That actually made me very much laugh. I got really into those weird satisfying videos where they scoop up these like paints in a bucket scoop oh yes i wait i've seen the ones with like um soap like where they carve soap or like and i know i i know what you mean like there's all these like very satisfying yes like weird uh-huh. things where like this one woman like literally the whole account is her like shaving soap or like that shaving soap is so weird but it's like it's yeah, satisfying it's oddly satisfying i have it's funny because i have a group of friends and we always like just send you know send things back and forth to each other you're like asking for very like to say it's answers I'm like I don't know that's okay it just, there's so many I don't know there's so many but it. I think we'll, we'll yeah. stop it up together thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode shouts out to Erica Domasak for joining me we are so thrilled to have you uh where can our listeners find you well, I'm not going to give you my home address, but you can, <laughs> well, you can check out PSI Made This for content. You can go on our Instagram, PSI Made This, and you never know where I'll pop up next. This is true. Um, that's all, folks. Be sure to subscribe to Ben Better HBU. We can be found on Apple and Spotify and tune in next time. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.